Hello everyone, Chris O'Reilly here with the post-Cologne EHF Final Four intro for you. We had uh, a lot of content, so I thought I'd do a little intro and before we get into the whole reaction of what was an incredible end to an incredible weekend in Cologne, I don't think we could start without paying our respects to Pavel Kotvitsa, who so devastatingly passed away during the final uh, lost consciousness in the second half, a Polish journalist who has been described as a, an encyclopedia of knowledge on Kielce handball, a real local hero, and everyone, including ourselves, paying our respects, tributes flooding in for the man who, at the age of 51, passed away. And there was a huge pause in the middle of the second half. Anyone who watched it, uh, well, of course, you, you saw what happened. And uh, something we didn't know when we were giving our post-match uh, chat is that Bennett Wiegert, during the pause, actually went up to the referees and the delegates and to Talent Dushabayev and the Magdeburg coach proposed that they finish the match as it was with 12 minutes left to play in Magdeburg, two goals down, saying there are more important things in life. And Talent replying, bravo, but then we don't recognize our victory. We would just end up with two teams being finalists and have no winner. And in this moment of incredible sadness for everyone, just full credit to everyone who responded to the situation in the Lanxus Arena, as it happened so, so quickly, responding uh, to the players and the coaches and everyone involved on the court as well, who had to then somehow get themselves up and ready uh, to go again for those final 12 minutes and then another 10 minutes in extra time as they went on knowing without, uh, without knowing anything, actually, uh, because there was no confirmation of what had happened. With that in mind, uh, we move on to what we spoke about yesterday. So we will have a, a little bit of the post-match reaction in the studio as we were live on the Home of Handball Twitch channel. So we start with a little bit of post-match reaction in the studio with myself, Alex, Andrea Lekic, uh, Bengt Kunkel, and Adrian Costeu. And then we... Go to Alex Kulesh, who was courtside. He was in the best interview spot in the entire arena as he had the opportunity to speak to players right after the match. He spoke to Kjelta's Andreas Vol first of all, and then went to the champions SC Magdeburg with Matthias Musha, Michael Damgaard, Kai Smits, Nicola Portner, and Gisli Christiansen. One hell of a lineup. And finally, myself, Alex, and Brian Campion as we wrap up the weekend in Cologne. Enjoy the show. just kept going and I, again the same thing happened in both the semi-final and the final uh, Brian said that in the semi-final he was right right on the court and the second the whistle went the Barcelona players were stumped down Magdeburg players were ready to play that extra time same ha thing happened in the final where when we went to extra time you just knew it was going to be Magdeburg that won. Kielsa's faces yeah, dropped. Their yes, body language yeah, changed completely. Yeah, because again, it was like it was almost like the semi-final yesterday with uh, with Kielsa and PSG it was between two teams that really knew that knew what was at stake to lose rather than to win, and he felt that in the way they played. And also, then Kielsa in those final minutes, they were like, "Oh no, not again!" Like there were four goals up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and. Yeah, the body language was like, you could see they looked like a bit like, uh, 
a bit like Esbjerg when you uh, when yes. you did it to them in the semi-final. They looked like they were seeing a ghost, except yes. with Esbjerg, you got them in the last second. Yeah. For them, Kjeldsa was happening in the last few minutes, and throughout extra time, they were like, oh, I, I don't know what we can do here. But it was clear to be seen because in the first half, in the last action, the, the game design, the play was just absolutely amazing, you know? Yeah. And they left Morita open to score. And then in the second half, they couldn't execute their last play. Yeah, it was. It's interesting that that last play was a completely broken play for Kielsa. You know, they had the time. They took the time out, and we said it was the most important timeout in the history of Kielsa. <laughs> it could have been. It could have yes, been. Yes, but uh, like speaking honestly, the level of the stress now and level yeah, of the stress yeah, of after course, the first half time, course. it's uh, you of cannot course, compare yeah. it in in that of course. way. But, but uh, it got to them. That, yeah, but the they point. had the zero rotation in the second half mm. time. The same three back players, zero rotation. Uh, when we are speaking about like a physical power, we could also say that Magdeburg was the team which was dominating. Of zombies. Yeah. No? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but still, you could see the, the style of yeah, the game, yeah. the, the level of running and the level of force, what they produced, and the defense was really keeping their players very good. Beziak was having a very nice role on Dushabayev yeah. in some crucial moments, and that was because they. Very nice I think everyone started to realize as well that Alex was the only one who could score. Exactly. Uh, Sitchko scored one from six, right? It was an amazing yeah. goal. It was, he, it was he, an amazing goal. He scored goal. a really important time and in extra Dushabai time. And Dushabayev scored one fantastic goal and uh, Karacic was zero from two or something. He was playing well, but he wasn't scoring. Mm-hmm. But can I just ask you, like in that situation you mentioned, they were, uh, they were a man up, right? And they're playing, trying to get that last goal. But we saw it with Magdeburg as well. Even when you're a man up, you're talking about the pressure situation. That space doesn't appear anymore. I agree. I completely agree with you. They just didn't. They just didn't do it well. It's 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 very obvious that they didn't reflect very good on the very high defense of Malmö in one moment. So they didn't find solution. But from the other point of view, they were stopped. The defense of Magdeburg was really reacting very nice on Alex especially yeah. after he was completely stopped. One moment he was the only one who was pulling the team. Wolf on the goal. He was scoring, assisting. He obviously also needed the help. Yeah, and, and that's what uh, Gisli Christiansen said to me after, after the game. He said that their defense, Magdeburg's defense, was giving, was taking away the pressure from the attack mm. because the defense was working so well because that they knew that they didn't have to score every single time and that drops the pressure a little bit and that, you know, then it's more comfortable, then they can score. And Portner also. In a very crucial moment, and very yeah. important when you have this wall behind you, then the self-confidence in the, on a very high level. And especially how he managed to turn the tie around in his favor, because uh, when we look at the first half, Magdeburg had a horrible, like horrible statistic like uh, for the goalies. Three yeah, saves. Three, three saves. Portner had one. He had one save from like nine or ten shots or something. That was just, uh, you can watch those statistics without feeling pain in your heart. But then uh, he just stepped up to them. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, but then he stepped up in the second half to do uh, to have such a great game. But after this penalty, I think uh, everything went better in a better yeah. way. I could say, really, uh, when you see Portner went inside penalty, he stayed on the goal after that, and after that, that is a fairy tale for Magdeburg for sure. Turning point, yeah, that save. Yeah, and oh, wow. C- Christian O'Sullivan. Can we talk about Christian O'Sullivan? You mean Mr. Two red cards? Two red cards. Yeah, we'll be on the all the quizzes <laughs> from now on. Obviously, we missed you. <laughs> well, what actually? What what actually happened? In uh, it was a faulty substitution. It was a faulty substitution. So that was that was pretty mad. So, <laughs> uh, so Kai Smiths was running off. And then, because it was, it was a fast break for Kielsa down the other side, and O'Sullivan's ready to come on. Smith was supposed to come off. And then Smith just goes, whoop! Just, <laughs> he's like, no, I'm staying on. And O'Sullivan was like, ready to go. Basically, one more step, he, he would have been off. <laughs> he went and he did the turn, and O'Sullivan went with him. So it was like a uh, like in a relay where it that, goes that, bad. That, you know? literally, <laughs> that literally happened on. to me last weekend in yeah. literally the exact same moment. But it, it, the interesting part about it as well is I noticed that Magdeburg were doing a very interesting thing with their uh, substitutions, the defense offense, because they would with always the bring the goalkeeper yeah. that, to that, the sideline. That line. happens from uh, for two years now. That's yeah, been happening. Yeah. So they they bring him to the side. And uh, it gives time, so it re- reduces the risk of a faulty substitution. It's Sullivan and Beziak all the time, yeah. Exactly, and, and that means that you have a bit of time, two players can basically walk onto the court. But they were a player down 
already. Yeah, so it's just for coming the other seconds, way. Yeah. They were a player down and they'd taken out their goalkeeper. Yeah. So I think in their minds, they were kind of doing their normal doing the switch. Match, almost like in beach handball, it's like your one, two, three coming on and off. But, yeah, but they were they missing a player because he, <laughs> he got a two minutes. The, the so he ran on. Yeah. And uh, still somehow, still somehow, with a player down, they got into extra time. Uh, somehow Gisli goes one on one. Each and every time, and especially I feel like it was uh, when he came on the first 10, 15 minutes, they let him do. But after the words, they started pushing him. But they how many contacts real hard. you have, like with Karalek and with uh, Tundain, oh. it, it was. Oh, also, the fr I think the first time when he came on, yeah, that sneaky little fecker, Miguel Sanchez Miguel, he was like, I'm going to leave an elbow in here just to make, see if that face works, you know? And I was like, if there's one guy who does that, it's Miguel yeah, Sanchez Miguel. Uh, yeah, he's uh, a little bit of a, a, little, little bit of a sheepwash in there. He was the grassroots program sheepwash. Did you ask, I didn't because I didn't hear uh, your chat with Gisley, did you ask him about his general health yeah so he, his, his, so he confirmed to me that his shoulder was dislocated oh my gosh and though he said he was absolutely of full of painkillers yeah. wow and he couldn't move his arm above 90 degrees it looked like it yeah and every shot was bowling. basically bowling who needs power exactly he but I said meters. the same he doesn't need a power he jumps to a goalkeeper yeah. he's just you know, yeah. throw it there and yeah. then uh, he just went for a bowling oh. strike and uh, well he managed <laughs> to get all 10 yeah. the replays of, of Andy Wolf just looking like oh again he just like sells <laughs> him at the eyes yeah. he puts him in one corner and he's like but this is hard <laughs> to defend the shoes they don't exist in the oh, exactly yeah. he was you know, inventing the, the shoot the goal, so. yeah the goalkeeper is not ready for those type of shots they don't practice those type of uh, no one saves. Can so yeah. it's like Sorry. you know it, not to sell for future maybe but it's <laughs> like in, in lower level handball you you put like your worst player on the right wing with the right hand and then you put he a good goalkeeper score. against this uh, you know poor yes. player on the right hand on the right wing he'll score he because he's just doing something weird <laughs> and uh, unfortunately for Wolf he, he couldn't figure Christiansen out um, at all despite having a really really good game and I think he really kept him in at the very start especially when Magdeburg made that jump uh, they made their lead at the start I think it was 4-1 yeah. and it could have been even more uh, except Wolf was making really big saves and you have to applaud his performance despite over the whole weekend, I think. Yeah, but where's the, where's the MVG nice award game. gone? Most valuable goalkeeper. That there used to be one of those. He he got that. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's it's really sad in, in games like that when you have Andreas Wolf and Alex Sushabai of that somebody has to lose. It's uh just the whole I wonder, like from watching last year's defeat to this year's defeat, also the the feelings for the players, the Kielsa players, seemed very different as well. Whereas last year there was kind of it was penalty heartbreak, which is a whole other thing. But this time it was just like the devastation of another. I think it's worse. Another year, Definitely. and it's like we. This was ours. This you time. know how it is, Andrea. Ah ha ha! Put the sad music Oof. in a background. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. Uh, how many times have they made that yeah, joke this weekend? But it's very hard. Yeah. It's very hard. Overall, um, I think the fans today were on a different level yeah. um, compared to yesterday. It, um, I didn't quite realize how many Magdeburg supporters or mm. how loud they could be. You know, the, this in the final, they had songs, they had constant chants and uh, variations. And they did a, uh, the, there's a, it's a German um, kind of fan tradition, you know, when one side of the arena yeah. shouts and then the other side of the arena shouts. And we I call think it that, that was, uh, uh, yeah, I, I don't even think that there's an English word for it, is it? Wechselgesang. Yeah. So Wechsel just like changing, Switch. changing chant. Okay. The Something switching like chant, yeah. which is, which is a, um, a, a favorite of mine. Actually, I, uh, I, I, my first experience of that chant was when I went to a football game in, in Munich and it was 1860 Munich versus uh, Dortmund. And oh, that has to be a long time ago. <laughs> it, it, was a, it was a while ago. It was at Oktoberfest, so everyone was in, in really good mood. And the, the, the switching chant 
The switching chant in that situation was, but without a bit. Scheiße zu Bayern. And then the Dortmund fans would sing, Scheiße zu Bayern. It was a, a, a combining moment for, for both, both teams. Not a, good, not, a good, not a good end of the season for Dortmund. No. The foe of my foe is my friend. Or something like that, something in that direction. Um, yeah, the atmosphere is fantastic. And uh, also the Kielce fans at the end, like they have such knowledge of the sport as well. They're really respectful of the situation. Like, their team again a devastating loss but their support and sticking around as well for the whole ceremony like they even on the walk out here as well to hear them you know it's pure kind of positivity uh, towards their team and everything they've done but oh my god you're gonna have to start thinking like is this ever gonna happen for yeah, Kielce yeah, yeah. <laughs> again and then you also know? PSG also yeah. they should think at least Kielce won it once yes so exactly. for them I think yeah. it's even worse it's uh yeah, PSG, that was a bloody yeah. terrible yeah. game. Today. I'm sure <laughs> we <you're> talked <laughs> about that already. <laughs> Let's not talk about well, that. We, 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 we skipped Kielsa, it on purpose. So what, what do Kielsa need to do? Win, to, win, win the final. No, but like, what do they need to change uh, to win a final? What is their, what's their missing piece? I think it's very difficult to, to pinpoint. Yeah, but I think they, had a, they should have a bigger rotation. It's very hard to pick I, I think the, the backcourt. Back I, I think yeah. their backcourt is... Backcourt, um, except Alex... Today, yeah. Wait, you think I, about how the backcourt started this season, okay? Yeah, so how much Alec, of an impact? Alex Dushabayev and Nadim Remeli at right yes. back. They had, uh, had Haukar Thrasterson as another centre-back behind Karacic. Uh, Olenicek as another one, but he could only play in defence today. And uh, then they had uh, Sitchko and... I mean, yeah, when it doesn't work for him, then Dushabayev yeah. usually is one to fill in. But again, if... If neither of them work, then maybe you can put Karacic out there and you have someone like Trasterson or Olenicek. He was a long time on the bench today. Yeah. Like, I thought even that he was injured in right. one moment. Yeah. Because I was like, okay, it doesn't go, so there is no flow. They are having, obviously, a problems to organize the attack. And I was missing him somehow on the court. No. Yeah. It's, it became surprisingly like, oh, they're not actually so deep anymore. Yeah, uh, yeah. And yeah. so for a team we used to joke about, they've bought every left back in Europe for the next 10 years. Uh, all of a sudden they don't have a left back. Yeah. No, no, goals. no goals. No goals. <clears throat> no goals. Yeah. Uh, but how much do you, uh, like Remy Lee, him leaving and going to West Prem, how much of an impact do you think he could have made? He could have made because he, well, he could have played in the center. Yeah, yeah. Yes. of yeah. course. Yeah, plays this. Yeah, he, so. he played a lot in for France in the. I think he was also the best yeah. center back, the All Star center back at the Olympic yeah. Games, right in Tokyo. Yeah. So I think, yeah, that could have been a a good a good mm. change. But I, I, for me personally, I think he could have been the difference maker because he is a person who can get you a goal. And he will get you a goal. Sijko uh, and um, Danny Dushabayev couldn't do it. I don't think I have, you, I've ever seen a match where Remeli doesn't eventually get there. And that's, that's it. It's about that extra level, the same way as like Alex Dushabayev will always get there. Uh, I think Remeli is to that level. And it, it wasn't working perfectly at the start of the season for Kielsa. But and think about the players they had last year as well. They had Branko Vujovic at right back, another right back, and they had uh, Vladislav Kulesh, yeah. your namesake, Alex, yeah. at left back, who then has gone off to, you know, to the Bundesliga in the meantime. It just, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's all it's easy to say these things now. <laughs> it's yeah, over. Usually we are all smart but after. Yeah, exactly. Hindsight is 2020. Yeah, it is. But, um, you know, I guess the, the thing you could say based on what happened today was like they, there was that killer instinct that just wasn't there yeah, because. That penalty miss, you said it was the For big me, turning, it was point. turning point. It could have been moment. if that penalty went in, then maybe there was no inspirational comeback. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe yeah. Portner exactly. doesn't make any more saves and then it's a six goal win. The it's end. crazy when you think about that one situation can decide the whole match and can be like such yeah. a psychological advantage that uh, it's unbelievable that moment. Yeah. But also for Sitchko, this year has been terrible. With Poland in the world. No, 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 no. Alex, Alex a month ago <laughs> said he was the best oh, player in the world. Oh, I love that first vector from you to Alex. <laughs> oh, Take him no. on, Alex. Come on. Defend your man. <laughs> You're saying he's had a, a tough season, maybe, but terrible. he has I, I been... Just put the elbow uh, in his ribs. Potentially, like... Be a Spanish. Yeah, he, he, he's been one of their best players. Absolutely. Yeah, he's... Uh, push come to shove. 
Yeah, it's true. It's with, that limitation. He has a limitation. Poland, yeah. uh, Poland uh, he's been, I think he's been the top scorer in the World Championship, but Poland have been absolutely crap. Uh, that's, that's the true word because everything that could have, uh, could have gone wrong went wrong. And here in the final... One from six, you said. Right? Yeah, but that doesn't make for a bad season. It's not a bad he's season. Had a great, he's had a great he was, season. He, he had, had a good player in the quarterfinal for final four. Yeah, tough three. Okay. <laughs> so what is that? Four from uh, four from fourteen this weekend. Uh, not a good one. It's not a good one. So yeah. a terrible final four. Terrible final four <laughs> for <laughs> sure. That's a that, that is <laughs> that, that is for sure. Um, uh, yeah, disappointed. You know, being a player here between you and then I feel really sorry sometimes. Yeah, it's like it's really hard. Yeah. In one way, you know, I think they just have the hardest moments. For yeah, sure. of, course. of course. But it's it's a pure truth from yeah. the other point of view. Yeah. <laughs> it should it's, be realistic. Yeah, and it, yeah it's not with bad blood or something like that. No, I know, I know, but it's it is very. Yeah, of hard. I think the the things which you can you yeah. just like it, 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 look yourself in a mirror and yeah. you're like, yeah, I'm sure. if you are realistic enough, yeah, but no, say, for example, I, I was he was good. he was also playing for Poland in Poland in in the World Championship, yeah. and that. Is very difficult. Uh, it was heartbreaking to see yeah. them fail, and even the fans didn't come to Krakow for uh, for their games. But it, you have to, f you have to fail. You have to fail. That's how it is. So if you want to I mean, see it in this, you have to fail. Last yeah, year so. it was. It came down to literally one one shot that makes the difference, and that was Alex Dushpaev. He came back this year, and you know was on the verge of being the MVP, and oh, leading, leading the team. The, I think team one of the, the greatest final performances of all time, Alex Dushpaev. What did he have in the end? He had he was eight, eight from goals, nine. A, a great nine, uh, 40 minutes final performance. Seven assists. So he wow. got us close Standing. to a uh, double-double in yeah. handball. <laughs> that I've seen, uh, I would really like to see the statistic in We've been pushing the uh, the Quinn double. So five goals, five yeah. assists, okay. or That's sexy six. Equivalent. Six and six. Yeah, sexy <laughs> That's the equivalent. In terms You've of had like a few of those in your days. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but but he, he, he had a... He almost had a Quinn double in the first half. He had six goals and uh, four assists. And then the great thing is he did keep going. But do you think was, that people are talking about assists enough in handball? No. Agreed. No, it's no. Uh, no. It's, it's, it's only we are starting with no, it right no, now, no, right no, today. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you, no, yeah. You're <laughs> new, Banks, right? So we've been talking <laughs> yeah, about yeah. it for years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's only about. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, you have 206 episodes to listen back to you for next. <laughs> yeah, year. well, no worries. Uh, I'm just gonna catch it up <laughs> because in I, I think in in handball assists are actually even more than other sports because a lot of the assists are very clear opportunities and really when it's counted it's when it's an absolutely clear opportunity that's given to the attacker that's then uh, found so it, it takes a lot it's kind of 80% of the work I completely agree with you but this is underrated thing people are just talking about the scorer yeah. and that's how it is when you when you finish the Every every comment after the match, we're only talking about the goals. The goals. Don't worry, Andre. I'll, I'll no, count your assists. No, for me it's okay. I'll, I'll it's, I'm used Personally. to it. It's I'll for some other generations. I really would like <laughs> them to appreciate yes. more the assists because this is a really uh, maybe for me even one of the most beautiful parts of our game. And it's almost time to wrap up. Yeah. Oh, days. Yeah. Um, <sighs> Where's Brian Campion? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Brian Campion may never arrive, but how about we go around and each person tells us their we'll, favorite. Please go, please go and win the final. <laughs> <laughs> Magdeburg, Gisling, no. Chris Johnson going to take no, the MVP. No, no, no. <laughs> tell, 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 tell me your favorite moment of the whole weekend. Damgard. And a specific moment with Damgard. 59 57, <laughs> Barca, Blasians shoots. Damgard basically flies. Blocks the shot. Bagdeburg are in the extra time. Sorry, right moment. Yeah. Can I agree with him? <laughs> no, you need to. <laughs> no, pick no, no. Out. We agreed. We agreed on really the the very same. Yeah. Uh, but no, I think uh, we had enough magic moments this weekend that you are going to find uh, a second one. I can. Uh, yeah, I'm for on me Alex also was saved penalty in the the penalty uh, shots. So yeah, that would be also a beautiful moment to to get a victory for your own team. Yeah, most definitely. Um, I was always, uh, of course, thinking about that Damgard save as well. Um, maybe Nicola Portner having his personal uh, Damgard moment, saving the last shot uh, in the very last second to get Magdeburg into overtime. Um, yeah, one, to one, one, 
One moment, not seven. <laughs> this, this, well, who needs Brian Campion? Because uh, yeah, you're, doing, you're doing Brian's job, choosing seven things for one answer. Like, uh, Brian, choose a favorite player this week. Oh, well, you know, there's 14 choices. <laughs> well, but I mean, it was only one. I only okay. named one uh, one uh, moment, and in the meantime, I, I am... going to go for more. <laughs> no, no, uh, it's Chris, fine. Chris, so, what's, what's your one? Just a sec. I oh, want oh, to activate the chat that you can uh, put oh, yes. in your moment as well. And you guys are allowed to agree with us. For me, it was uh, Marco Bezjak in extra time. Just I like could agree. One, yeah, so. one man down, two men down. Who have they got left? Yeah. I thought, oh, maybe Philip Faber. Or maybe for the first time in about three years, Marco Bezjak will get to play an attack. <laughs> that was actually obviously Chris Janssen's favorite moment of the weekend. Oh, was it? Because, like, what... What a great guy to have in that situation because the way he plays, like you can see all season long, I've commented a lot of their games this season. He's such a like, he's been held back so much by being a defender. He loves going into transition attacks and he's just like, Give me the ball. I, give me the ball. And he, come, come on. I, and like, he, it's something holding him back from doing something stupid every time. It's like, I want to shoot from 10 meters. <laughs> but then he got a chance to play properly and. Uh, you know, he may not have the speed he once had, but his brain was brilliant. And even today, we saw it at times. He didn't get a goal, but he created some great chances for himself and the teammates. And he was, uh, he was the right guy to start the game today. And he was the right guy to finish the game yesterday. So, yeah, for me, he's like the, my low-key uh, favorite Surprise player of the week. I think he, he would win the Swiss Army knife if uh, yes. if we had this award. Yeah. Um, my moment back to was, you. Yeah. Uh, my moment was actually the equalizer in ex in normal time by Kai Smiths in the semi final, because it for one I was right there. I was right on the court. For the twenty two twenty two right, <laughs> and like really uh, on the flash zone looking at him, I couldn't quite see everything that was going on, but the shot went in right on my side. So I saw it right in front of me and the energy in the arena was at this incredible level and my nerves were all over the place. <laughs> but I was just also just so impressed at that movement. And just correct me if I'm wrong, because You're wrong. I, it, was all, it, was all a, <laughs> it was all a blur for me, but Magdeburg were a player down in that attack or did they? No, they, they played 7v6. They played 7 and yeah. 6. You're wrong. <laughs> they played 7 and 6, but you know, they, they took the risk with the seven on six yeah, yeah. and they had to get it perfect. And Damgard played it perfectly. Damgard played it perfectly. He played it around to Smiths and Smiths had all the space in the world to score. And it was just, it was a real punch. And that really, uh, you know, that's, I think there's a recording of me reacting to that moment where my mind was blown. So uh, that was my moment. And Kai Smiths is going to Flensburg next season. Why are you so devastated about it? No, I mean, it's just like, uh, that, that is one of those decisions where, and Andrea, you, you have a better insight into this than, than we do, but like, that was a Tricky decision. Question. That was a decision made before the injury, right? right? he didn't play at all. And That's he wasn't playing. a completely playing, normal decision, and he was looking for, like he was looking to make it as a, like, a career move, of like course. on paper, perfect. But I mean, for him, I think it's still a, a great thing for the future, but Magdeburg must also, like, for the last few months have been devastated that okay, they let but, him go. But the question is like when Omaringi comes back. True. But who so, would you prefer? I like Kai, but both are completely unbelievably good mm. players. It, it's too good to be in the same team. It's beautiful. Yeah, but that's beautiful. And okay, team. you have a very long competition in the league, you have a Champions League. You always need a two good players on each position. Mm. But I completely understand him. I would choose the yeah. same. If you're not playing at all, not getting any chances indeed because Omaringi was playing most of the matches. So okay. he didn't get even a decent minute. But then... You see how everything turns how, around. How you start playing like around. a crazy, the season from the dreams and uh, Champions goals. League in a pocket. 20 goals this weekend. Yeah. Not 23. Not 23. Oh, almost 23. Yeah. Yeah. But it, I'm happy you, for him. I know he's such a hard and, worker. So I'm and really true. And Mihai's saying there, uh, Pitlick, Jim Gottfriedson, assuming he's staying in, I mean, he said today, I think, in the arena, he's staying in Flensburg. There was a bit of discussion about that. Such well, he said that he wants to be fit for the start of the season yeah. again. So uh, I do think... He also he said wants he wants to, to go to Cologne. <laughs> he's not doing that next season <laughs> yeah, with Flensburg. Yeah, that's not going to happen, yeah. Uh, maybe in the German Cup final. Uh, but 
yeah, Pitlick, Gottfriedson, and Kai Smith is that's a can't wait. That's a <laughs> to see this one. Hell of a backcourt. Yep. So yeah, good times. Good the times in the Flensburg. European League for Flensburg. <laughs> Kai Smits. Kai um, Smits, a Champions League champion. I think Kai is pretty <laughs> relaxed. Now. He'll be fine. Yeah, Going yeah, to yeah. a league with the yeah. Champions League trophy. It's exactly. like... Yeah, yeah no, I, I love that. I think, uh, was it Kai Smits that was saying that it, it was uh, his dream? No, it was, it was Mikkel Damgård. It was like... It, it was his dream to win the Champions to League. Drink, to drink a beer. Yeah, and, uh, but the first one, the first of the season. <laughs> but it, it was his dream. <laughs> oh, are we getting to the interesting stories now? Uh, <laughs> but it was, it, was, it was his dream to win the Champions League and he's achieved this. So he has to think of some new dreams, uh, is what he said. And I think that, that goes for a lot of the Magdeburg right. team. They have to think of some new dreams. Right, yeah, it's basically the same dream. It's the winning dream. It's basically the same dream. Well, but I mean... Talking about the departures of Magdeburg, uh, not just Smets is leaving, they do have Mike Jensen leaving, they do have Shropkowski uh, leaving, and uh, two, three, four other players leaving, uh, Marco Bezrak, uh, just to name a few. Um, there is going to be something happening this, this summer in, in Magdeburg. But it's okay to refresh the squad after this such a huge historical success. Yep. When you're forming some new squads, some new atmospheres, some new players are coming in, getting some other systems also for the other players. And for me, that's a really good thing for them. By the way, so they will have to get used to each other. The new challenges are in front of them for sure. But that's the beauty of this sport. Alban Lagergren, will he be able to fill, fill the gap? I, I think he'll be a good enough replacement. Um, number two. Right? Number two. He, he, that's, that's what he's needed to do. Um, Magnussen will be back next season. And he's just an incredible player. And I think... Actually, Magnussen and Smiths are very similar players. They're, they're really, they're dynamic, they go outside a lot. Lagergren is a little bit different. So if anything, they could give them a bit more optionality in, in that backcourt. He's a bit more of a shooter, you know, he, he's... Um, but yeah, Smiths, I actually didn't, I didn't ask him that. I forgot that it was his last game for Magdeburg, but that would have probably broken his heart if I, <laughs> if I told him that. He probably forgot at the moment. Maybe uh, tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing next season, Andrea? You see this green color on you? Yeah. Staying with it? Still love it. Okay. <laughs> great. <laughs> Moving to v That is great. <laughs> <laughs> no. Good. I'm glad. Good have, you. have you ever had thoughts about uh, ending it all and uh, putting, a, putting a point <laughs> into... Oh no, not in that way. Putting, putting a point under your career. Uh, saying, uh, saying leaving, leaving the handball court oh, once and forever. Have a distance from you. <laughs> a little bit. This is at least what I can do. Yeah. Get in the tough questions oh, out. No problem. It's, I get it all the time. Uh, actually, the question, the answer is that of course everyone is thinking about this. That that's also normal part of our. Uh, you're just getting more and more prepared psychologically. I think for this, uh, physically feeling very good. That's very important for me, and I was feeling also very good now on the court. So uh, not really still to answer on this question, but for sure that I am thinking about this. But this doesn't in you know, ten years or so. Yeah, but this doesn't cause me any issues. I'm I'm really feeling very nice on the court. Katrina completely. is playing at forty three, so exactly. But she is uh, unique. Yeah. <laughs> I have to say, don't compare to Katrina. So yeah, it's. Uh, I think I answered it. I think he's uh, just being better. I think we might more. have to get used to a Twitch studio without Andrea Lekic because uh, time to kick I you all out. I think we can wrap up. Well, uh, we'll have a few minutes with Brian Campion. Yes, uh, but. You guys, are, you guys are free to go. Share your, can final, I, your final can words. I wait, wait, wait. Can, I, can I say that I'm really thankful for sharing these uh, days with you? I really enjoyed. I hope that you guys also enjoyed watching us and listening our comments. I hope that we were enough productive. <laughs> Let's see. But it was a memorable weekend for me, especially just jumping in some other role. And I completely enjoyed And you made my, uh, let's call it uh, a beautiful job easier. So, uh, yeah, thanks once again. I saw the Magdeburg team, they lay down for the first time after winning two extra time matches. Now they can celebrate. Their bodies are probably broken, but their minds have always stayed strong. And that's how they won today. Have the they have broken teams with their mental strength. The gold medals have been given out. They are champions. As Kielsa leave the court. Absolute heartbreak for Kielsa today. I don't know, it seemed like Kielsa had, had the time to do it. They could have done it. They're heartbroken, but they're champions as well. They've been amazing this season. Kielsa have been a top team. 
they had it by centimeters, both in normal time and in extra time. As the players go off the court, they're gonna have one hell of a party in this city tonight. You could just feel, I don't know, I didn't quite realize the support that Magdeburg had at this Final Four in the semi-final because the arena was loud, there was a cheering, but there was an extra level today. The fans didn't stop chanting for the whole game. And they brought that energy and they just know that this team's not gonna give up, so the fans can't give up. Uh, I think, you know, this backcourt of Damgore, Smiths, and the Terminator himself, Gissy Christiansen. I, every single shot that Christiansen took was with his arm down here. And he still, I'm pretty sure he lifted the trophy. So his arm's feeling still good enough to lift the trophy. They, again, looking at the team, they were just in shock. I don't think, you know, deep down, they all believed that they could win. Deep down, they knew that they were the team that was going to challenge anyone. They beat Barcelona. They were coming against Kielsa. They were the two best teams in this competition. You know, Magdeburg have been excellent in the competition, but it was really Barcelona and Kielsa who were the top dogs in this competition. And Magdeburg took both of them out. And you could see that with the players because it was, it was relief. I think it was relief and an emotional release from the Magdeburg players where for the first time they could actually sit down. And they're not going to be sitting for long, I think. As much as their bodies hurt, as much as their little injuries, their big injuries are going to slow them down, they're going to party tonight. They're going to celebrate with their fans. I think there's some great characters. It was actually Marco Brezhak who was really leading the celebration in backstage when everyone was exhausted. And it was 36-year-old Marco Brezhak who had the energy to spin around a bottle of water, jump on some people. He's, the man is just amazing, just amazing. Hey, Andy, a few, few moments. Congratulations on the final four. I say congratulations because your performance in both the semi-final and the final were incredible. Well, first of all, of course, congratulations to SM Magdeburg and especially Christian, uh, Christi Christianson, who amazingly played, who pulled his, uh, his team to victory, even he had a luxation off his shoulder. That's uh, my biggest respect for him, and uh, me personally, I feel pretty empty. I'm disappointed. Um, I don't know how I feel about the fact that we twice in a row play in the final. Twice in a row, we have the ball in the last attack, and and we are unlucky we don't score, and uh, therefore we in the second time in a row lose lose the final and have to have to live with this silver medal. The message from talent throughout the weekend was to stay calm and stay focused and i think you, you did that I, I think do you feel like at least you executed your plan over the weekend as you can honestly for me it's a pretty tough analysis right now because i i don't i don't even know like what to think about this game uh honestly i'd, I'd say that our plan didn't resolve as we expected or as we wanted it to be because we lost of course, I'm proud of the team. We we showed character, and we lost against uh, a great team. That is that is no doubt. There's no uh, there's no doubt. That's not a question. But uh, in the end, we wanted to win the Champions League. We made a promise last year that we'll come back, and that we'll do it better. And uh, basically, we did the same again. But you'll make the promise for next year. You're going to win it. Yes, of course. Commiserations. Have a good time. A slight surprise interview with Andy Wolf there. I wasn't quite expecting to have him, but. Matthias, what an incredible game, what an incredible team. How do you feel after that? I have no feelings, really. Uh, I'm, I'm completely tired. I'm empty in my head and uh, I want to sit down now in, a, in the locker room and uh, want to calm down. Yeah, to understand what happened here. It's crazy, it's crazy, but it's, it's a dream since our... Uh, since our uh, child, childhood, I don't know how to say in English, I'm yeah, so... Yeah, keep going, keep going, uh, you're doing great. It was a dream, it was <laughs> a dream. dream, and now it comes true, and... Did, was there a moment after the victory, or has it hit you yet? Do you realize that you are the champion of the Champions League? Has it hit you yet? Was it when the music went out? Was it when you lifted the trophy? 
Yeah, the moment um, when the game was finished, it was like, blah. but uh, when we heard uh, uh, we are the champions from uh, from Green, uh, then it was it was great, and uh, I understood. Okay, we have it. You are the champions, and congratulations. Enjoy the evening. Oh, amazing, amazing emotions straight away. <laughs> Mikkel, congratulations. Thank you very much. You are a Champions League winner. Yeah, it's not that bad. <laughs> it's a good feeling, yeah. right? Uh, yeah, it's actually yesterday was tougher for me emotionally. I still can't imagine what, what happened right now for us. Um, crazy, crazy, crazy. And for you personally, you had a season and you got an opportunity to come into the team in a bigger role as the season went on. And you just showed it in this weekend. You were on fire. Did your confidence build as the season go on? No, uh, actually not. Uh, I practice every day. I got a lot of support from from a family at home to leave them alone sometimes. My my wife uh, doing an amazing job and give me also the time I can have to to do my work or to do my things to keep me in shape. Uh, because even though you're not playing, you have to be ready for every minute, every second. And I think that I really, really uh, because of the hard work I led into it before, uh, I, I took it with here to, to this tournament and I gave everything, but everyone for this team, we did everything for each other. Uh, the defense in the end was 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 crazy. It was amazing to watch. Uh, it made it so easier for us in the offense to like have a little bit more chill. So you know there was not that big pressure. We did not have to score every attack. Uh, what they did the last 50 minutes and, uh, and and our goalkeepers and everyone it was amazing, amazing. And um, yeah, now I do. I, I have to make new dreams for for myself now because. Now I, I just won the James League. I, 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 it was so so long away from me in the, in the beginning of the season, you know. And yeah, it's crazy. Now I have four weeks to like build some new dreams, build some new ambitions, uh, build some new goals, and then we will see you next season. Season. I'm really looking forward to it. Amazing. And I have to say, you scored the first goal in both the semi-final and the final for your team. You came out from the start with power. You, you you made this happen. Yeah, it's just as I said uh, to be a part of this, to be a part of this team, uh, to contribute to to start in the Champions League final. If you know, uh, yeah, I, I think I will cry a lot tonight, but uh, together with my teammates. Yeah, I, I'll give you a nice dream right now that you can imagine. Your dream will be to get in a few beers this evening and celebrate with yeah, your team. Without doubt, without doubt. <laughs> uh, I will have my one of my first beers this season because now we have something to really celebrate. Absolutely. Congratulations. Amazing performance. Have a great evening. Nickel Damgor, one of the players of this EHF Final Four final. He was... Just, I, I asked him the question about him coming out and scoring the first goal because it really felt that it was a chance for him. This uh, Champions League final, he was even, you know, not imagining, he's saying himself that he wasn't imagining starting in a Champions League final because in the rotation he was a little bit earlier, lower in, earlier in the season. But he came into this final four with a great, in great shape, in great focus. And he could see that straight away with uh, his goals from the very start. Kai, we meet again, but this time you are a Champions League winner. Yes. Can you believe it? Uh, not yet. It was the goal from the beginning from, I don't know, it's a boy's dream. So it feels still surreal and I don't know. I don't know if I believe it, but it's true. I have the gold medal. We have the gold medal. We have the fucking trophy. So we fucking did it. You did it. And here's the trophy. Can we get the trophy in the camera with Kai? And I don't know if you, you, you might know this, but the medal you have is actually one of the empty nets directly cut out of this trophy. So you can find your own medal fitted in there. I don't care, I don't care. It's a gold trophy. It's a gold. Both are gold, and that's what we wanted. It's, uh, Jesus, it looks beautiful. It does look beautiful. Well, enjoy the trophy, enjoy the evening, and congratulations. Thank you. You are an absolute star this weekend. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>
<laughs> Nicola, I saw you after the game because when you went out from the court yeah. and I could see the emotion yeah. straight away, it was just, what was your feelings right in that moment? I don't know what to say after something like that. You know, I thought uh, just uh, my parents, when I was nine years old, uh, when they took me for the first time to practice and uh, it paid off, you know. Uh, it's the second one in the family, it's the fifth one. Uh, I mean, I, I, I don't know, it's just crazy. Where my father started the journey. Uh, I, have, I have the privilege and the honor to, 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 to stand also here with the gold medal for the second time. Uh, it's my first season in Germany, my first season with, with Magdeburg and uh, being able to, 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 to deliver uh, as a team like we did during the whole years is, uh, is crazy. Uh, I had like my whole life going through my mind uh, in those couple of seconds, but I thought of my, of my family as, uh, as first. Amazing, amazing. And you, um, so you previously won it with Montpellier, of course. And, you know, there are two Magdeburg this weekend, Montpellier back then, underdogs. Were, was the story? Uh, do, you, do you like that role of underdog? Yeah, but uh, it's, it's, it's always tough. Uh, we knew, of course, we knew that we have, um, we can win more than lose. But still, <laughs> I mean, when you're here, uh, you fought the, the whole season. Uh, two games left, all in. Uh, we don't want to have regrets after after the tournament because uh, it's a whole um, yeah it's it's a whole journey uh, that which starts from middle of July. Um, so uh, yeah, we, 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 we when you when you're here, you still have that small pressure because it's a, it's a unique chance with Montpellier. We were back then 2018, and uh, I said to the guys. Uh, you never know when you will be here again, if you will be here again. So just enjoy the moment and uh, yeah, thank God we, we made it somehow. <laughs> Crazy. And just a last question, just on your performance in the game, you started off a little bit slower, but you came back in the second half. What was going through your mind as you prepared yourself to come back in and win? Uh, first of all, I was mad at myself because uh, things uh, didn't went uh, like, uh, like I planned. and. Uh, how I prepared the things, but uh, I have to say that the Kielce played really well and uh, they were finding uh, easy shots and uh, easy goals also. So uh, I had a bit of problems personally, but yeah, it was a bit uh, the same story as uh, yesterday. I knew that, uh, I mean, every goalkeeper story is like that. You know that with maybe two saves, you can come back and bounce and uh, turn around the game and uh, switch the momentum to, 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 to your side and to your team side. So uh, I'm happy I'm happy that uh, at the end, that could have uh, helped uh, the team. Amazing. And, uh, very, sorry, la very last question. Go you, 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 you yeah. did, <laughs> we we you're here. just here speaking so we're well. We are here. Very last question. You didn't want penalties, did you? <laughs> no, 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 no. It was. Uh, it's a small story, but uh, yesterday after the game, uh, we said to ourselves, we played. It was the fourth time this season we played extra time, and just someone whispered, "Then we'll play one uh, tomorrow again." <laughs> uh, we said, oh, "Come on, man! It's a bit too much." But uh, at the end of the day, really. Uh, Fifth uh, extra time, uh, four out of five uh, this year in extra time. Crazy. Amazing. Well, finally, I'll leave you to continue your celebrations. You can Congratulations. Talk. He likes to talk a lot. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yes, Lee. Uh, how's the shoulder? I won't, I won't shake your hand because uh, you... Tell us, how did you muster up the energy to come back into this final? I think it was not difficult to... I wanted, of course, Sobas to play, you know, because of this atmosphere here, uh, the, our fans, and and I just felt it yesterday how much we wanted to win this thing, and and I was not sure uh, this this morning if I could play or not. Uh, uh, my shoulder, I have so many like uh, uh, painkillers uh, and uh, a lot of things inside inside of me that are. Uh, are drawing the paint down, but it's it's all worth it. Yeah, and sticking with your shoulder, you you scored 
a lot of goals, but I don't think your arm went above here. Every shirt was just, you had the momentum and you did it. Was that something conscious or literally just a limit to your body? It was uh, literally my limit. I, uh, even with the painkillers, I think I could not uh, get my shoulder above 90 degrees. But uh, it's all worth it. It's all, it's all worth it, and I uh, could not care uh, care less how mo how I scored. The thing is, we won. I'm. Uh, this is one of the best moments of my life. Uh, I'm. I've never felt so joy in. Uh, I don't know how long time, but it was one of my great greatest moments in my life for sure. Amazing, and for you as well. You. You worked so hard to get into, to make this Final Four, to come back to me. He did that and then kept going. But that just defines this team. From my perspective, I kept saying that this team just never stops. It keeps getting hit, but keeps going. Is that a mentality that you have as a team? Yeah, for sure, for sure. When I, uh, when my, when I dislocated my shoulder yesterday and the guys like did all like get even closer together, how like everybody it doesn't matter who steps up. Like yesterday, Marco Pesiak showed a masterclass in how to be a playmaker, and it was just—it was such a joy for me to see this this fantastic guy. Like, and I'm so grateful that we're like uh, saying this kind of goodbye to him. And and it's just this, the mentality of this team is just such. Yeah, it's so great, and uh, I can't describe it. Yeah, I, ha I have to tell you, we, we gave you a nickname this weekend, the team, the nickname. And the nickname was Zombie Magdeburg. Because you have arms falling off, pieces falling off, but you're still going, never stop. And you went right to the end and won the Champions League. Congratulations. Keep going. Enjoy the evening. And at this stage, I've interviewed about six players, so I think that's enough for me. And we'll go back into the truck for a bit more review. Amazing emotions from the players. All of them are in shock, but all of them are overjoyed, telling us their dreams. This is a dream come true for everyone, even me being on this court. All right. One last stretch. Here we are now. Here on the Twitch. Sweep it up, sweep up. It's like at a pub at the end of the night, and it's just the the people you can't quite get rid of yet. <laughs> Still us. chatting. This is the lock in. This, this is, is the lock in. But really bad takes. Yeah, <laughs> I never stop talking. Um, so Chris, are you delighted? Hello, Brian. Hello, Brian. <laughs> are you, Brian? Are you delighted that I've pressured you into that prediction? I'm really like because you, I don't think you were going to go to. Well, only, only uh, I know the answer to that. And, uh, well, it would be a bad story if I said I was never going to go for them. But, you know, we have this tactic always that generally we try to cover the bases. So, And you were right, though. I mean, it would be completely horrendous if after all these years, we've been doing this podcast for almost six years, and I think at the beginning of every single season, I've tipped Magdeburg to do great things, usually in the Bundesliga. And there were turning points today. But there was a real turning point uh, a few months ago when we did our mid-term review of the HF Champions League. And we kind of collectively realized, I think it was Alex who made the point, he was like, you know what? Magdeburg are actually going to probably go on and win this now. This is the same guy who then a couple of months later said their season is over. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, I, you that's know. the kind of season it's been where they've gone through quite literally the ups and downs both games here as well this weekend and they came out on top of it um, I think always a nice thing to do because we've talked about some things with the other the gang here but you you have one of the most unique perspectives on not just the game but the whole event with your job as a content creator and running around the arena getting all sweaty mm. and uh, and capturing moments and vibes in the atmosphere what is your takeaway from today in the final um, I think I definitely noticed a huge difference in how bent Wigert was on during the game. I mean, in the semi-final, he was very fiery, very yappy, chatting a lot. And I mean, that's his style. He, he was doing that today as well. But he definitely reined it back in at certain points. And I think that had effect on the side as well. Like, there was a, there was a point where... Oh, who got... Uh, was it Michael Damm? Oh, no, um, Christian O'Sullivan when he got sent off. Yeah, the, the red and, card. Yeah. And that was a point probably where yesterday he might have, might have lost his head and he, and he was calming everyone else down. So I think maybe 
he was bitten yesterday with that two minutes he got and yeah. almost messed everything up. And today, I think he was trying to cool it a little bit. And I yeah. think they needed that because they could have really lost their heads at certain points in that game. I think that's a great perspective. And it's just reminded me of something of even yesterday because, yeah, he did lose his cool and got that second yellow card in the two-minute suspension. But in every single timeout, he was Mr. Like, positive feedback and giving like these messages to them where, you know, he was saying, okay, this is what's going to happen and this is what we're going to get from it. Throughout the game, in every timeout, it was like, here are the tactics and here's some positivity for you. I thought about it also at the start of extra time yesterday in the semi-final. He was like, two times five minutes, and then we're in the final. And we saw an extra time, the, the five minutes they had preparing for that today. Kielce went all, they were all motivation, all like passion. It's like no tactics, just like, lads, we got to fucking do this. We got to drag it out. Look at Magdeburg, five whole minutes of everyone just sitting around calmly and uh, Bennett Vigert laying out the plans basically for the entire 10 minutes, I guess. Mm -hmm. It was like, first, this is how we're going to get out of being a man down for the next 40 seconds. And then we do this and then we do that. And it was just so, for such a fiery character, he yeah. really, he, he kind of pulled it out of the bag. Yeah, he knew when to rein, when to rein it in. Yeah. Impressive. And uh, I mean, what a story for the MVP. Oh, I mean, that's yeah. just... It's, it's absolutely incredible. That's a incredible. Tale, isn't it? It is. It is. He was just out of this world. Um, and the quickest comeback from a shoulder dislocation and concussion I've ever seen in my life. I've no idea how he did it. Yeah. Yesterday, Alex was making fun of him. He was saying, oh, he passed out after a shoulder dislocation. Not me. Yeah, yeah. I've had 14 of them. Well, <laughs> Alex, now there's the new standard to be set. He, uh, <laughs> he absolutely destroyed all my masculinity by uh, showing up and playing in that final. And the way it was just, it was actually towards the end of the game, uh, end of the uh, second half and in extra time, he just kept being the fearless player that he is. He kept going one-on-one -on -one mm -hmm. against fucking Tomasz Gembala. Like this biggest, the biggest man on the court. He's looked into his eyes and said, I have you, I have you. And he wasn't scared of being hit by these absolute monsters in the Kielsa defense. And literally an extra time, every time he went in, he got hit, he fell down and he touched his shoulder because he was probably in agony Still there. if you take, take away all of that adrenaline mm. he was probably his body was in agony now, when I was backstage before the game he was there he did an extra long warm up outside the dressing room in the corridor with the physio and the physio was doing all this kind of like he had his eyes closed and he was just touching his arm and he was there wincing and I was like he's not going to play a minute of this game like he's going to be on the bench just kind of there as a mascot I was watching the warm up and it was 15 minutes of prop. they did the whole proper jogging warm up that whole thing and I counted like on four separate occasions, like making sure there's only 15 guys there. It's like, Gisley's not there, Gisley's not there. Did it three or four times. And then cheers in the arena as he comes ambling in 15 minutes late because he was doing that stuff mm. you mentioned. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I was like, okay, is he, is he here like psychologically do a little bit of jogging, kind of get in the heads of Kielce? But no. no, put the resin on, put a ball in his hand. He held it with his right hand, and I was like, okay. Yeah. And then I messaged uh, our WhatsApp group, and I was like, oh, he, is, he looks okay. But looks I did like think it was it. mind games, because yeah. he didn't start the game. It was Marco Bejak that yeah. started the game. So it was like, ah, okay, okay, this is just a bit of mind games, get everyone excited, get everyone nervous, and then... Uh, but if, he, in, if he was really never going to play, then the thing that was lingering in my mind all day was like, where's Vlad Lipovina? Because... You've only got one left-hander in the backcourt. You've just lost your playmaker. Why not, why not bring in Vlad instead of an injured Chris Jansen? So, I do have a very good video I'd like to show you. Oh, uh, please. Uh, you can could, put it up on this laptop if... Uh, I've sent it through already to the guys, and they should be able to put it up oh, on the screen now. Nice. Some, some final moments. I think probably one of the favourite things which I... Is this today. your favourite mo favorite uh, moment of the weekend? I think it's just a really nice moment after the game. Okay. It's quite a short clip, but here we go. Some just some post scenes with uh, with Geesley. Okay, it takes a second to get to him now, but here he is now. I've never seen so many tears at a Final Four before, from all teams, all weekend. And I say he can't even believe what he achieved. He was in a sling yesterday, leaving the game. Oh my <laughs> leaving the court today as MVP. It's absolutely incredible. He's in absolute tears. He's in absolute shock. He recovered by the time I spoke to him. <laughs> just the man knows and how to recover. Like, wow. That's for sure. He's like saying, "How? How did I do it?" 
<laughs> oh. I hear the two lads now. And it's true adversity that Magdeburg went through. And I think that's why they're, you know, the stories, the comebacks, the injuries, um, they weren't supposed to be there, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's like every single, one, every single one of these players had like a journey this season. We go back to the beginning of the season. The starting lineup was left back, Philip Weber, centre back, Gisli Christiansen, right back, Omar Ingi Magnussen. In goal, Nicola Portner. For the final today, in goal, Mike Jensen, right back, Kai Smits, centre back, Marco Bezjak, <laughs> left back, Mikkel Damgaard. A completely different lineup. And then they go with the two wingers who didn't play a second basically yesterday. Yeah, that right? was really interesting. And Matthias Musch had a stormer. At he the did. Start. So uh, all these things, like the journeys of the players and how quickly things can change, I think will make me reconsider ha- like thinking about a player's journey over a season completely forever because Marco Bezjak and Christian O'Sullivan were they were playing in defence for 60% of the season and because they were playing in defence Piotr Krapkowski was the 16th man sitting on his arse just like twiddling his thumb, thumbs thinking okay I'm gonna sit here for the rest of my contract all of them had a huge role to play this weekend and uh, Chris Jansen coming back like I guess the only like really sad thing about all this is that Magnuson couldn't come back to be a part of it. He was there mm-hmm. with the team to celebrate, but he's the the only one in the end who didn't make a miraculous comeback yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to be a part of it. Uh, Oscar Bergendahl, you know, he had this amazing Euro. Uh, he he was, spent the first half of the season in yeah. Stuttgart. Yeah, he had this just amazing... Just like having... Just chilling around. <laughs> remember, he signed for Stuttgart before that Euro in 2022, had an amazing Euro, best defender of the th- of the whole championship. And then everyone was like, oh no, he signed for Stuttgart like yeah, too exactly. early. If he held out a few months, he would have got a big contract. He ends up winning the Champions League. Unbelievable. Uh, what a year for Oscar Bergendahl. Uh, or what a couple, couple of years. A yeah. really year and a half. Going from, uh, yeah, kind of... Nobody. Underdog. Yeah. Nobody playing yeah. for Gay Gay uh, to a European Euro, yeah. Championship winner and now a Champions League winner. <laughs> and uh, Nina here in the chat saying... Uh, Krapkowski has two titles. Hansen and Balic, zero. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, Mihai, yeah. Lipovina is a Champions League winner. That's, uh, yeah. It's uh, full of great stories for all the lads. Yeah, I mean, one person you called out in our preview was uh, Nicola Portner. Mm. And Bennett Wiegert backstage said something to him and he burst into tears. He whispered something in his ear and I went up and asked him what he said to him. He says, I'm never telling anyone but I'm delighted for what he said to me. So who, who knows what that was? So, uh, when I spoke to uh, Nicola after the game, I, I asked him, because I, I was actually oh. there, because I before I, I came down from the box and I went into the area where all the Magdeburg players oh, right, were yeah. like sitting down mm. and in just pure shock. It was actually a, a pretty amazing moment where they, they all came off and they, they just couldn't believe it. There was no celebration yet it was pure disbelief mm. and that was when um, I saw that moment as well I asked Nicola Porter about that uh, or not specifically about that he told you he didn't tell me it- no no but I asked him, like, <laughs> well, so I, I said you know I saw you after the match uh, you, you were in shock like what did you what was going through your mind at that stage and he went into just a beautiful story we, he just thought about his very first training session where his dad brought him there and the journey from that very first training session to where he got today and all the work that everyone put in not just him Mm. everyone in his life put in to to be there and I think uh with those thoughts um a simple message of you know your your dad is proud would just set you off you know I mean one of the first things he did was after the final was he hopped hopped up into the crowd to get the Swiss flag like way up in the stands that was one of the first things he did so yeah Big day for, for Swiss. Yeah, two Swiss Champions League yeah. winners now. Yeah. You know who the other one is? Lucas. <laughs> Don't Lucas the Meister. <laughs> he didn't play a minute. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, because so well, I did promise them that we'd, we'd keep this short. Yeah. Um, yeah. Everyone wants to go home. At that's, that's true. I'm, I'm just still having such a good time. I've so had a just, great time. Can we, a really quick word maybe about Kielsen, like what, like yeah. two finals in a row, and I don't know. It kind of feels like where do you go from here a little bit, doesn't it? That's true. What well, we, we were talking about earlier, and it was just like, where, like, what do they need to to win this? And 
you know, I think the backcourt was definitely a weakness this weekend, but yeah. I think the emotional damage at this stage mm. is to such an extent that, you know, it's a much bigger hurdle, hurdle to get over yeah. than um, it was two yeah. years ago. If you're ago. four goals up in a second yeah. half and you can't close it out, then it, yeah, you're missing a bit of... But maybe, you know, in a different season when they have a full backcourt rotation and it's not just Alex Sushibayev banging them in, you know, you bring on a couple other guys and they score the two goals you need to just, like, keep the, keep the thing ticking over. But they, they, they're going to be in the Final Four next year again. Yeah. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. You know, they are that good. They are. And I think as a team, they have a good enough mentality to... They're going to be the team back. that everyone wants to win next season. Yeah. Yeah, it's heartbreaking. And there was a different feel. Like last year was heartbreaking because it was a shootout. Like it was this close. This time it was more like devastation than heartbreak. It's like, yeah. oh, yeah. really? Yeah. yeah, they left the court very quickly oh, as well. But, days, but, yeah. you know, the, remember Vesprem used to basically be, be this team yeah. where they were the ones that came close. They're the ones that deserved to win and where many they? years. And then they kind of dropped off. Mm. Um. Of course, they had some changes in coaching and in overall in the club to react to that. I think Kielsa is a much more steady organization. They're going to trust talent. There's no chance that yeah. he's going anywhere. So they'll keep going. But how long can you keep going on the same trajectory before you have to make that change is the question without winning. Mm. And But again, it's, like, it's so, such fine margins. Like It's so cruel. It is sport, but it's so cruel that it's like one thing, two seasons in a row. Yeah separates you from glory and a sickening silver but it will again what i mentioned about magdeburg and the players and the journey they had this season like there will be a bunch of players next year for kielsa who will like this is all part of their journey and they hopefully will will get better from it and we'll have that opportunity again next year but uh, it's hard to like nobody is thinking about that right now like it's not it's all about today and the last two years and the pain that has come from that, yeah. yeah. Do you remember in the preview we thought uh, Christensen was going to be a bit rusty? <laughs> <laughs> well, he was rusted through, full of holes, and he's still scoring goals. So. He is a Terminator. Anyway, should we leave Terminator. it there then? I think we'll leave it there. We've had an unbelievable time. It's been potentially one of the, you know, we say this every year, but it, it really was one of the greatest Final Fours we have ever seen. Two instant classic Two games. Two instant classic games. Yeah. You know, they're, they're the games that we're going to be re-watching in future yeah. Twitch shows <laughs> at the start of a day. It's going to be these games. So uh, an incredible weekend. Thank you to everyone who, behind the scenes, who is dying to get home oh. and putting down the studio at the moment. But uh, thank you to everyone who's put this together. Special thank you for Clemens for... Uh, Dreaming up this beautiful uh, Twitch show. Yeah, the, and, the studio uh, gets bigger every year, and that's fine by me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to have a lovely sparkling water with you all now. Oh, yes. I love it. I love it. Thanks for a great weekend, and we'll leave it there. Good night. Good night.